welcome to the Words of Grace podcast, where we seek to clarify, amplify, and apply the Sunday morning sermon at Grace Community Church. From time to time, we'll address other topics. We hope these podcasts help you press the Word of God into your everyday life. Good afternoon. Today is October the 2nd. I'm with Scott Patty here in the Words of Grace podcast. Good afternoon, Justin. Good afternoon. We're in October. Here we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like July. I know. Saturday, I was out somewhere with the family, and I thought, it's 90 degrees, <laughs> and I'm baking, and it's supposed to be the fall. Mm-hmm. So it's well, coming. It's it coming. Is. It'll be It'll be cold, and then you and I will say, man, it's cold. And where's When's the it sun? Gonna, that's right. Yeah. When's it going to warm up? See, the problem is I have a theory about the, the if the fall is late in Tennessee, mm-hmm. then you really are not going to get a fall. It's going to go straight from summer to winter. Okay. And like you have like you may have like a four day period where you experience yeah. it. This is where I get a little sad because I like it when that that fall like is that extended. Fall weather. But it's okay. Well, we're here. It's a good day, yeah. October second, and a wonderful day yesterday at Grace Community Church. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're in the book of Isaiah. We were in chapter eleven. Um, so if you will, our chapter is that right? Yeah, yes. chapter eleven. Yeah. I, I I was like that didn't sound right, but it was. So tell us a little bit. Give us a recap from the sermon. But I have a the question today is going to be kind of. About the sermon, but about some things you've said, actually, over the last few weeks okay. about reading the Bible. But I would love for those maybe that weren't there on Sunday to give us a recap. Well, if they weren't there Sunday, I would say just go yeah. make sure you go back and listen to it. Yeah. But it was chapter 11. We come to—so chapters uh, 1 through 12 in Isaiah form a unit. There are lots of units in Isaiah. Yeah, There's Isaiah, the whole book. Then there's like two halves. And then within each of those, there are different units, particularly in the first part, there are different units of material. And then that even breaks down further. So the one I have been referring to is chapters 1 through 12. Why? Because we're this Sunday, this next Sunday, we will come to chapter 12 and we will finish that first unit. And primarily it's been about God's people, uh, Judah, Israel, their sin, God's judgment. Mm -hmm. You do have some things about other nations, but mm-hmm. those are just kind of, we just have a little bit about that, right. a lot more about God's people. Uh, sin, judgment, but also the call back to repentance, mm-hmm. God's promise to save a remnant. Um, and so there's a lot of grace infused in these judgment passages as well. So we come to the end of this unit, chapters 1 through 12, and mm-hmm. chapter 11, we have this great um, prophecy mm-hmm. about a coming one. Mm-hmm. He's called the shoot from uh, Jesse, the the stump of Jesse, and he's called the root of Jesse. Mm-hmm. And this past Sunday, we looked at that and saw how this is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is the prophecy of the coming Messiah from the line of David. And we see in the Gospels, Jesus is referred to as the son of David. And, and so Isaiah is giving us a prophecy about Christ. Mm-hmm. And then um, this short chapter uh, starts describing Jesus as being filled with the Spirit and describing the kingdom of Jesus, a kingdom of peace, mm-hmm. and des- describing the expanse of the kingdom to not only call back a remnant of God's people Israel, but to extend, ex- expand into the nations. Mm-hmm. So, of course, we don't get the complete picture of the rule of Christ and the reign of Christ, but we get, we get enough to start telling us what it's right. gonna what it's gonna be like, we'll pick that theme back up later in Isaiah. But that was that was yeah. this past Sunday. It was all about the Messiah. Yeah. And one quick point that I was trying to make um, is that this is here for mm-hmm. us to see. 
Yeah. I tried right. to emphasize yep. the importance of seeing, of seeing with the eyes of the heart, mm-hmm. seeing in the mind, mm-hmm. so that we can we can see and have faith. We can't mm-hmm. we don't see physically, yeah, but we see spiritually as God graciously mm-hmm. opens our eyes. Yeah. And I, I just hope that we came away Sunday with a, a fresh vision mm-hmm. of the uh, the total and complete sovereign reign of Jesus Christ who has come and so the kingdom is here but he will return and the kingdom will come in fullness yeah and that can give us hope yeah yeah I love the, the idea of the the fullness of the kingdom and I think the one word that I heard in my head at least on Sunday was the this idea of of peace that we can't even fathom yeah that's coming mm-hmm. like I think sometimes in my mind, I try to think what peace could look like. And even reading it here, you have you can see it to some degree. But because we don't live in that kind of peace today, it's even hard to wrap our minds yeah. around what kind of peace that is going to be like. Yeah. Which I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, that was Sunday. Yeah. And then this upcoming Sunday, we'll we'll finish this section. Great. <clears throat> with a, a psalm, actually, a psalm in in Isaiah. Great. Uh, yeah. Um, so the question I want to talk about is something that you've referenced at least one other time a, a couple of weeks back in, in this series, uh, and you've mentioned it in different contexts even at Grace, mm-hmm. and is a, a way to approach the Bible. And okay. I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's really helpful for people. Sometimes as they pick up their Bible, it could be confusing to them. And I think even helping people to say, if you approach the Bible in this way, it could help you as you read the Bible, mm-hmm. as you study the Bible. You've talked a lot about um, about when you read the Bible, there's a lot of people that are mentioned in the Bible, characters in the Bible, but to approach it by seeing how God reveals himself. Yeah. And so could you kind of flesh that out? I probably just butchered it, but no, flesh no, that out sure. a little bit more about why that's helpful. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. First, let's start there. Like, what do you mean by approaching the Bible that way? Well, the Bible is, um, is a lot. Right. Um, it's, it's history. Um, it's biography, mm-hmm. stories of people, particularly the Old Testament, yeah. um, kings and prophets and, and even other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but primarily what the Bible is, is a revelation of God himself. Mm-hmm. And so often when we read the Bible, we are trying to figure out how we're supposed to be either like or not like the people in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we read the Bible and we see the way things turned out in events and circumstances, and we try to discern from how it happened then how it might happen now. Mm-hmm. And that can that can lead us down some really dangerous paths, you know. Right. Um, it, for instance, we if we're just focusing on the the, the people, then we we might say, okay, I need to try to be like this person, and but I can't, it's not my personality or it's not my, I don't have the willpower or whatever. I can't, I just can't do what that person did. Yeah. Or I have done what that person did and now I'm, I've sinned and I'm wrong. And, it, and we just start focusing on this sort of um, almost a moralistic um, man-centered approach to living our lives based on what we read about the people in the Bible. Another way that that could go wrong is is like if we have a situation in our life that is similar to something in the Bible, and let's say that person in the Bible prayed about their circumstances or their situation, mm-hmm. and 
something happened, we say, oh, well, that will happen to us because yeah. I prayed the same way. Right. And so we start to equate, uh, you know, how God worked in the people's lives in the Bible mm. with how he's going to work in our, in our mm. present circumstances. That can be very discouraging. Yeah, right. Uh, because it just, you know, it just doesn't happen. Mm. The, the miracles of the Bible don't happen in our lives the same way and yeah. we can we can get discouraged yeah so a another way to look at the bible is to ask the question what is it about god that's being revealed in his grace in his power in his sovereignty in his unchanging ways in his character and get to know god mm-hmm. and and that's 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 what i was referring to yeah yeah so if you if you're if you're reading it about an individual um, let's take Abraham. Okay. You read about Abraham and the Lord came to Abraham and he called Abraham to leave his place mm-hmm. where he was residing and to go where the Lord would tell him. Mm-hmm. You say, okay, I guess maybe if I'm going to be in God's will and I'm going to be like Abraham, a man of faith, I just need to pack up my belongings, <laughs> get in a car and start driving mm-hmm. and see where the Lord takes me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that would not be the lesson of Abraham. Mm-hmm. But the lesson of Abraham would be: Wait a minute, God is a God who initiates. God is a God who sovereignly calls. Mm-hmm. God chooses. Mm-hmm. Keep reading, Abraham. God is a God who has initiated a plan of salvation, not just in one man's life to use him for His glory, but mm-hmm. God initiates the whole plan of salvation. God is a God of grace. God is a God who is interested in the nations. Mm-hmm. Abraham's people will be a blessing to the nations. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you're learning about God. That's the point. Yeah, it's a, it's a different way of reading the Bible, and I think yeah. the I think it's the accurate yeah. way. Which is that other element is now that you see God portrayed in that way in a particular passage of the Bible, then then how do I respond based out of faith? That's right. In that. That's right. And and you can even see it, you know, in Abraham how he did respond. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could even, if we see if God's the one who initiates and sovereignly calls, then how, in my current stage, how do I respond to that? Yeah. He's still the same. And that raises a good point. There are times when you're reading the people in the Bible, and we do need to be right. like them. Mm-hmm. So Abraham is another great example. <clears throat> he actually comes up in the New Testament. Right. Uh, the book of Romans, mm-hmm. also in Hebrews. And he was a man of faith. Mm-hmm. But what was he doing? He was responding to God's gracious initiative and calling and election and planning in his life. Okay. So then we could say, well, God is a God of grace, and our response is the Mm. response of faith. So I don't want to say we don't ever learn from the people in the Bible, because we do. But we have to be careful um, how we learn from them and that we're learning from them based on who God is and how God has revealed himself. Yeah, I'm almost hearing you say too that um, that yeah you can learn from them, but sometimes if you're if you're in addition to some of the things you just mentioned, which can go wrong, I think in addition to that you could if you study just the character, mm-hmm. you can almost study the character. Sounds weird, but without even addressing God. It's exactly right. Like I got to have courage, like Daniel. Yeah, and so you talk about courage, and you really don't talk about where he got his. Where he got his courage. Right. And, and yeah. you just talk about 
I got to have courage in the world. And you leave going, I got to be courageous. And, and then it's like, yeah, but we just didn't even, we spent maybe 30 minutes not even talking about who God is. That's right. And what was God doing in Daniel's life? Right. What was God revealing about himself in mm-hmm. Daniel's life? That yeah. he was the God who was to be worshiped. Yeah. God alone, not idols. He yeah. was the God who's to be prayed to and trusted. God alone. Yeah. yeah. And then we see Daniel's faith. Mm-hmm. Really, you could you could everybody in the Bible that mm-hmm. you want to that you think you need to be like, you just you can say it, it, it's all because they acted in faith. Mm-hmm. Everything else is that it's it's not really the the main point. Right. David, King David, uh, he committed adultery. Mm-hmm. And if you, all you read was King David and then he committed adultery and it went bad for him, you could say, I don't ever want to commit adultery. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be a good thing. Right, right. But what does God reveal about himself as you keep reading David? Yeah. You revealed that God's holy, mm-hmm. so you should be obedient to him and have a pure heart. But you also read that God reveals himself as the God who restores and forgives. Yeah. Right. As David said in the Psalms. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means you repent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the difference in reading David as a biographical figure only is you could say, I don't want to mess up like he did. But when you read of God and who he is and his and his holiness and his grace, then you read David and say, when I sin, I'm going to turn to God in repentance. And God's going to restore me. Because God, because God forgives. Because he's gracious. There's a difference. Yeah. Start with who God is. Yeah. yeah. What is revealed about God, and then that tells us hmm. the proper way to yeah. respond to him. And, even, and that will even be like the characters of the yeah. Bible. Well, that's, that's helpful, Scott, because I think, you know, even as I think about today, and I've been reading in Job, you know, as you, you, as you sit there and you read a story like Job, I'm hearing you say, we, we have a thing around here, we've talked about it before, there's a book that we used to pass out all the time, uh, one-to-one Bible reading by mm-hmm. David Helm, yeah. and he talks about the coma method or the comma method, yeah. Uh, yeah. but context, observation, meaning, and application. Yeah. And I'm seeing is like another additional question to overlay the whole thing, hmm. which is as I as I open Job, I can read about his life and I can get the context and pull some observations and mm-hmm. meaning, mm-hmm. even application. But then ask, how is God revealing Himself to Job right now? Yeah. What, what character traits of God am I seeing in this text? Mm-hmm. And then how does Job respond? But how? Should I respond based on who God is mm-hmm. and what's going on even in my own life? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of the application part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So how does all that relate to Isaiah? Yes. Good. Uh, I, I mentioned that, I think, at least a couple of weeks ago, in relation to God's judgment of the nation mm-hmm. Assyria. Yeah. And the question was, and by the way, when we get to chapter 13, we're going to see this even more so because there are numerous, chap- uh, numerous nations that are mentioned okay. that are under God's judgment. So what, what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to, yes, see Assyria, mm-hmm. but let's back it up further and say, what does God's judgment of Assyria in Isaiah reveal about God? Right. He is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He's going to discipline his people through a nation called Assyria, and then they're coming with their pride. They're not in league with God. Right. They, their, their intention is to, is to wipe Israel off the map. They're, they're going to destroy. And, and so, but then God's going to turn and judge Assyria. Assyria. Right. What does that say about God? It says that he is sovereign. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I mean, God is sovereign. Yeah. He's not a local deity. He's mm-hmm. not a tribal God just yeah. for Israel only. And so mm-hmm. now it's God's got to fight against the Assyrian mm-hmm. and the Syrian and the Babylonian gods. Right. No, no. He's, he is sovereign over them all. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that do to us? It, it calls for our faith to yeah. trust him. 
Yeah. yeah. And I like that too when you when you were talking on that Sunday because I think that's when you were bringing up mm-hmm. how to read the Bible because you also had an attribute of God being holy. Because mm-hmm. I loved it because if you just if you forget if you ignore how God's revealing Himself, mm-hmm. I can read just the events and get maybe upset with God. Yeah. Because I can say, okay, you're judging Israel for being disobedient, but now you're using this pagan nation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're going to, but so, but it tied his holiness and his sovereignty together. Like, sovereignly, I'm going to use Assyria, but I'm still holy. Mm-hmm. And I'm still going to hold Assyria accountable because I'm holy. That's right. They're not getting off the hook. That's right. I'm using them because I could read it and go, well, pfft, you're blaming, you're getting Israel punished, but yeah. Assyria is just as bad, maybe worse than they are, and mm-hmm. they're going to be on top for a while. Yeah. But he's saying, but no, I'm still holy, and they're going to have to, they're going to have to answer to that. Yes. Now keep going in that same mm-hmm. line of thought in Isaiah. We're into chapter ten now, uh, and the Lord says, said mm-hmm. he's going. There's going to be a remnant. Yeah. So God is gracious. Yeah. So His holiness and yeah. His sovereignty are are the backdrop. Mm-hmm for this remnant and this grace that he's going to show. And so now you have, you're starting to see um, a picture Mm -hmm. of God being put before us in the activities and Mm -hmm. the circumstances of Isaiah. This picture of God is holy and sovereign and gracious. Which is where we were last Sunday. Exactly. Here comes the Savior. Yeah. Which is beautiful because here's the Savior not only going to save Israel, but it's going to save people like those in Assyria, yeah, they're going to turn to the Savior. Yes, yeah. So if you read the Bible, uh, not asking the question, "What is being revealed about God?" Mm-hmm. then you can you can not you can miss all of that. Yeah, and and you can turn it into a, a, a moralistic or mm-hmm. a do's and don'ts, right? Or a um, my circumstances match up to this one closely. This is what I expect God to do in my yeah. life. Yeah, and you're going to miss the point. Yeah, God is the point. Yeah. Well, thank you. That, that's super helpful, I know, for people that are listening as they read the Bible and maybe even get confused in some of these Old Testament passages. It's really kind of changing your focus mm-hmm. to reveal on who God, who's God revealing himself to be yeah, and then how to respond to that. Yeah. So thank you, Scott. Uh, yeah, and we look forward to being back in Isaiah on Sunday. Okay. All right.